Well, good morning. We are so glad that you are tuning in and joining us again here at MCC. I don't know what week, I think I've lost time, uh, track of time by now. I know we're several weeks in to church at home, life at home in this season. And I'm just wondering, uh, how many of you guys would just kind of feel, you feel maybe a little bit like I do in the season. It, it feels like somewhere around 30 days plus, somewhere along in there, like someone came along and hit a restart button on life. If there was a restart button, it feels like someone came along and just hit some sort of restart button on life. And then begin, things began to kind of uh, shut down over just a matter of a short period of time, a couple of days. And, and now for the last several weeks, we have found ourselves in this place kind of waiting for life to restart, to kind of reboot. And uh, it's where we can get back and to uh, get back to the things that we used to know, you know, uh, things like kids going to school. And and for some of you, it's going back to to the job that you've been at for so long. And obviously for us gathering again here at church where it's like we're waiting for life to restart. And we're in a season of life that um, is so unique and in some ways different than any other time on earth. But at the same time, did you know that here in 2020, and even what we're, some of what we're experiencing now um, is not um, unfamiliar to mankind completely. Did you know that 2020 was not the first restart that uh, mankind has experienced? And in fact, we see several uh, big restarts. Even in the Bible, we think of stories like, um, well, right there in the beginning in Genesis, um, when Adam and Eve sinned, God came in, onto the scene and he brought a restart, a plan to redeem mankind. And then we know the story from Sunday school of, of Noah and Noah's Ark. And that was a major restart for the earth. And I'm glad that we're not in one of those right now. Amen. Then there was the time uh, when God called Abraham and his family out. And it was a restart with a family uh, for that uh, redemption story that God had that would ultimately lead us to Jesus, which was the ultimate restart. A restart of a new covenant where we could come in to relationship with Christ. And so this morning we're going to um, be in a passage that was written um, around 700 years before Jesus came. And um, you see, Israel was in a, a season, um, I guess in some ways, even like we're experiencing today, it was a season of restart. God allowed the nation of Israel to be shut down. For a long period of time. And it was for the purpose of a restart. But God sent in his faithfulness and in his love. He sent the prophet Isaiah with the message that God was with them in this restart. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. And we're going to start in uh, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. So again, Israel's in this place where the, the nation had been shut down and they had even been exiled uh, away from their home and the things that they knew. But this was God's message to them. Isaiah 43, 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid. 
for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. And when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not be drowned. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as your ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. And from there, he goes on to remind them about how he had worked in the past and how he had delivered them and, and how he had been faithful to them and, and how uh, he delivered them from Egypt and brought them out. But then he tells them this. He says, but this time, and we're going to read in verse 18 and 19. He says, but forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. See, God was telling them, even though that they had found themselves in this place, and God had even allowed them to go through this, he was telling them that, hey, this is a season for a restart. This is a season uh, for, for, for me to draw you back to myself. I'm still with you. You're still my people, but you've gotten a little off course. So I'm allowing this time in your life to bring you back. God was saying, hey, I'm not abandoning you, but I'm bringing you back. The title of the message that I want to share with you today and I believe truly that this is something on God's heart for us in this season. The title of today's message is Restart. You see, in this season, I believe the enemy does have a plan that uh, he is wanting to do what the Bible tells us he does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and Satan's desire for us in this season is that we only see the oppression. But I believe that in this time, God wants us to see an opportunity that this is an opportunity that God has allowed to come into our lives to restart some areas in our lives. That there are some things that, that he wants us to be able to reset as we come out of the season and move forward. You know, this whole uh, concept of restart, um, because the world we live in today and in uh, the world of technology that we have, even the technology that, that you're using right now to be a part of this worship service, um, we're, we're familiar with this concept of a restart, right? If you use technology to any degree, you're familiar with having to restart some things. And... Um, you know, no matter what it is, uh, if it runs on electricity, at some point it's probably going to need a restart. And some of you guys, you know, you're still using the old iPhone 5 uh, that's several years old. And, and it's getting to that place where it's beginning to wear out. And you're having to, to maybe restart it, uh, maybe even once a day, uh, to use your phone. And some of you guys, uh, I know that you still love Windows and you have not switched to Mac. So you Windows users, you guys are familiar with the restart. And um, 
but for us at our house, there's one particular device, uh, one particular piece of technology that uh, we have to always restart. And it has to do with our Internet. And in fact, my, uh, my family right now, they're at home watching the same message as you guys are using that Internet. But for us to get Internet at our house, uh, we live a little bit out in the country. And so we're actually several hundred yards uh, further beyond uh, the closest neighborhood um, where the Internet cabling stops. And um, so the cabling did not come to our house. And uh, the internet company, they said, hey, we will bring an internet cable all the way to your house, even though it's only a couple hundred yards, and that will cost you about uh, $40,000. When we heard that price, we thought, you know what, we've got to figure out another option. I think we'll go with the $40 box uh, that will allow us to connect to the internet. And so we actually use this little box um, that connects to the cell phone towers, and uh, that's our internet uh, uh, option that we have at our house. And um, so many times it, it, works, it works just fine. We are able to watch uh, uh, television through the internet just like we're doing here today. Um, but sometimes, uh, and, and, and depending on the season that happens more than not, sometimes you'll be watching a show uh, or, or a stream just like this, and all of a sudden things will freeze. Things will freeze up, and um, we'll begin to try to figure out what's going on. Um, and, and everything looks to be fine. All the, all the, the signal uh, indicators on, on the computer show that there's plenty of Wi-Fi space, and, and all, there, there is still Wi-Fi in the air. And, and, um, and uh, then all of a sudden, we'll get what we all hate, the spinning wheel of death, Right? We all know the spinning wheel of death when that piece of technology stops working and you see the little circle just spinning around, right? It's so frustrating. That's how it inherited that name, the spinning wheel of death. And what we've discovered that when that happens, uh, when, when we're stuck in that cycle, we have to go to that box and we have to do a restart. Even though everything else, even all the, the little signals on, on the screen tell us that, hey, Internet is out there. For some reason, the connection has been lost from the source. And we have to go do a restart to our little Internet box. You know, I think God sometimes allows seasons in our lives for that very same purpose spiritually. And sometimes we can find ourselves in that spinning wheel of, of life. And, 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 um, and, but we don't realize that all the signals say, hey, we're still uh, close to God and, and things are good and uh, there shouldn't be any problems here. But we don't realize that there's a disconnect that's happened. That we've become disconnected from the source. And uh, did you know that the Bible shows that this is true? That uh, Jesus himself, Jesus himself had followers. These were, were men and women who were truly following Jesus. They, 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 they were listening to his teachings. They went where he went. They were Jesus' followers. And yet later on in the story, we discover that there's a disconnect in their lives. That when it was the time for Jesus to go to the cross, they all left. You see, there's a disconnect that it happened, even though it looked like they were truly following Jesus. 
We see that in the scriptures. And then Jesus also warned us that, that this was possible. And he tells us in, in, when he was on earth, he tells us that there's going to be a time when, when many will stand before him in the last days. Many will stand before him and they'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't we know you? Didn't we walk with you? Didn't we even pray for the sick and, and see miracles? And he's going to tell many, I never knew you. What he's telling them is there was a disconnect. Yeah, the, the signals on the screen uh, made it seem like, like everything was good. Like there shouldn't be a problem, that, that things were fine. But deep inside the heart, there's a disconnect. And God in his grace, because that's possible, allows for seasons of, of restarts. I mean, they had the signal, but they had lost connection. So God was saying to them, as we already read, I'm going to do a new thing because you need a new connection with me. You see, he shut things down for a restart, a restart for relationship. And I truly believe, friend, that in this season, um, that's what God desires for us. You know, we don't know exactly all the whys and the purpose behind uh, why we, we find ourselves in this place. But I do truly believe that God's heart and his desire is that we allow this to be a restart for some areas in our life so that we can come out of the season truly connected to him and others in the right way. That's what God desires. So what is it that God wants to restart in this season? And we're going to talk about three things that I believe God would want us to restart. The first one is this. God wants this to be a restart to our reliance. A restart to our reliance and our reliance on him alone. You know, I think now as we find ourselves at home, we can really kind of reflect on our lives and, and realize just how familiar we had become uh, in life. That we just kind of went about our day and our routines that, that became so familiar to us that we actually became reliant on them. And uh, we found ourselves going down this daily path. And without knowing it, probably some areas in our life where we became reliant on those things rather than God. And so God, I believe, could be saying that, hey, I'm, I'm going to do a new thing, just like he said in Isaiah. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to bring you down a new path so that you can relearn to trust me. You see, this in the context of the passage that we read, God actually allowed Israel to go into the season of reset and allow them to kind of feel blind, to feel blind so that they would learn to trust him. In fact, the chapter before we just read in Isaiah chapter 42, we read this in 42 verses 16 and 17. God said to them, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things and I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say you are our gods, will be turned away in shame. 
You see, Israel had come to the place where they had begun to put their trust and their reliance in other things. And uh, God uh, was reminding them and, and showing them of how helpless those things are. And I believe that God is possibly reminding us uh, in this season too and allowing us to, to find ourselves in this new place so that we can turn back our reliance on him. You know, God is reminding us in this season, hey, he's saying to us, hey, you are so dependent on me. You depend on me right down to your toilet paper supply. Honestly, friend, honestly, we're that dependent on our God taking care of us. And we're living in a time where a microscopic bug, something that can't even be seen, it's so small, has shut down the entire world. And I believe that God would use this time to remove maybe some idols in our lives where we've been relying on those things. He wants us to remove those idols so we can restart our alliance, our reliance in him. The second thing I believe that God would have us uh, uh, restart in the season. It, this is a, a season to restart some of our relationships, right? This is a, reason to re, uh, a season to restart some of our relationships. And you know that many restarts in the scriptures started with a family. We've already named a few of them. Uh, we, we talked about Adam. You know, Adam and his wife and eventually his sons and his family, that was a restart with a family. And, and Noah, that, that restart, God chose a family to work through. And then Abraham, we talked about him. God was calling Abraham to, to start a larger family, the nation of Israel. And then again, even Jesus himself, the, the ultimate restart, where did God place Jesus? He placed them in a family. You know, so much of our faith um, is lived out through relationships with each other. As we read in the scriptures, God wants us to live out our faith, yes, in relationship with him, but also our relationship with each other. And, and I think if we're honest, we can, we can say it's sadly true that so many of our relationships and especially our family relationships have been built over these past few years, been built around our busy connection to hobbies. And God's saying, no, I want to use this time as a restart so that you can have a connection of the heart. That God wants us to learn how to reconnect with one another. And he's given us this opportunity of a restart for our relationships. You know, the end times church will only be as strong as our family relationships. And in fact, the Bible, he doesn't just encourage us. In fact, the scriptures command us that as believers, as followers of Christ, we're commanded to learn how to navigate relational restarts. We're commanded to learn how to navigate relational restarts. And in fact, that's something that I am always feeling like I'm in the process of, of learning how to, to restart my own heart so that I can have uh, the right relationships. And in fact, just being honest with you, last uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, the most joyous uh, spiritual holiday uh, that we celebrate as Christians, two different times on that day, I had to take a moment 
to have a restart of my heart so that I could make sure I had the right connection in my relationships. God commands us to learn how to do that. And he's given us this season as an opportunity for that. And parents, you know, at the end of this message, uh, you have an opportunity to connect with your kids. And parents, God has given you this season as that type of opportunity to connect with your families. And spouses, maybe you're even sitting um, on the couch next to each other. But inside, maybe there's a bit of disconnect. It's okay. We all have experienced those times. But God has given you this opportunity, a margin to restart some of those relationships that you have. And finally, we're going to talk about this. That in this season, I believe that God wants this to be a restart to return. What do I mean by that? Restart to return. This is a season that God wants us to return to our first love. In Revelation chapter 2, Jesus writes to the church in Ephesus. I want to read Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. He says this. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work, your patient endurance. I know you do not tolerate evil people. You have exclaimed, uh, examined and cl- the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. And you have discovered they are liars. You have, not, you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You do not love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Wow. Those are sobering words. And Jesus was telling them, he's, he was saying, hey, I, I see all the good things you do. You know, you, you, those are all great things, but I'm looking for one thing and I'm looking for love. I want you to turn back to, to use this season of restart to return back to your first love. And I wonder what the Lord is saying to us today. I wonder if he may be saying to us in this season that, hey, I, I, I love that you gather together in churches. I, I love all the songs that you sing. I appreciate that. You know, I love the sermons. I, I love the podcast and, and the books you read to grow in your faith. But I wonder if he would ask us, but do those things cause you to grow in love? Do they stir up true love for me? If not, it's time for a restart. And maybe you're listening to this today and, uh, you know, for you, you need a, just a restart on life itself. You need a restart on so many areas. You just feel like you just need a restart on life itself. I believe that God would say, this is an opportunity. This season is an opportunity. Today is an opportunity for a restart for that life that you need, that life that you desire. And he's saying to you today, when we finish with this season, 
when we come out of this, you can restart your life and you can restart it with me. If that's you, you can invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today and He will give you that restart that you've been needing. You see again, all through Scripture, in Jesus being the ultimate story Himself, God allows seasons of restart. And every season of restart is so that He can draw us back in to relationship. Let's pray together. And and after we pray, we're going to go back into a time of worship just to to reflect um, on our hearts and to ask the Holy Spirit to show us, are there any areas of our lives that He wants to restart? Is it the things that we've been relying on? Is it a relationship or is it a returning to that first love? Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. God, first we just proclaim the truth that you are good. Lord, all the bad, uh, the pain, the evil, the death that's happening, we, we believe that that's not your heart. God, that you desire for all men to be saved, God, and you desire to draw all men to yourself. But we know, Lord, that in the season, you are going to turn it and use it in our lives as an opportunity for a restart. So, Father, would you show us, God, what area of our life today that we need to, to allow you to reset, to restart, God, that we can come out of this stronger and closer to you than ever before, God. Show us today, are there any idols in our life, things that we've been depending on when we should have been depending on you? God, are there any relationships that in the busyness and, and, and are running to and fro, God, that we've lost connection with, with someone that we love? Or God, maybe in that busyness too, in the life and the path that we've become so familiar with, God, that we have actually, without realizing it, lost um, our first love. God, we want to return today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.
Thanks again so much for joining us today. We would love to know if you made a decision to follow Christ recently, and we hope that you'll allow us to help you as you begin your faith journey. Just text LIFE to the number on the bottom of the screen, and we're going to send you some excellent resources, and we're also going to be praying for you as you start following Jesus. And don't forget, in just a moment, we're going to be heading up to the FLC foyer for a brief lesson from our MCC Kids leaders. So gather your kids around and stay tuned. Before we go there, let me give you a couple quick reminders. First, if we can pray for you about anything, please click on the prayer request button on the MCC website and tell us about it. We want to pray for you. Second, church family, we're hearing so many great reports of how many of you are safely serving others during this season. We just want to say thank you. Keep it up. Serving others is a great way to represent Christ in our community while we live out God's purposes in our daily lives. As always, plan to join us again right here next Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And don't forget to invite some friends to join you via social media. Okay, let's head up right now to our MCC Kids Leaders who are ready with a special lesson for all of our kiddos. Hi everyone! Kids, we know how much you love the So-and-So Show. So we thought we would do our own version this morning. Hey, what's this? To Amy from Christy. Well, of all the wonderful things she could have... Hey, why did you get me a gift, which is something I'm sure I'm going to like? Because of all the really good things you keep doing to deserve it. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Oh, yeah? Well, there's more where that came from. You're funny. 
great. Oh, thank you. And nice. I appreciate it. And you're a good person. So are you. I know you mean it when you say that. You know what? You're always there by my side, and I never get sick of you. I'm glad to hear it. Read my lips. You're the best friend a girl could have. You know what? You know what? Open the gift. Okay. I want to see the look okay. on your face. I will. Oh, dessert from my favorite bakery. That's so touching. I'm glad you like it. Here, want some? I would love some. Don't think that I don't see what's going on here. Oh yeah, what's that? You're trying to be like Jesus and show humility by putting me first. You're so smart. Well, you know what? Two can play that game. Here, you have the first one. No, you. Okay. Mm. This is awesome. I know. And welcome to the so-and-so show. I'm Amy and I'm Christy and this month we're talking about humility. Humility is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. And our theme this month is upside down. Jesus flipped everything upside down by coming to earth and dying on the cross and putting us first. Hey, I'd like to put you first by giving you some of my brownies. Well, I would appreciate Two, that. All right. Three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What are you doing? Ten fingers. I am trying to solve a mystery. Hmm. Well, I saw this really, really cool picture that somebody drew. Do you all want to see it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a picture of one of my favorite things. It is a superhero. Wow. Oh. And this was drawn by a person. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out, I am also a person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I could draw the picture too. But my picture doesn't, doesn't look as good as the other picture. So I'm trying to find out why and solve the mystery. So it turns out, the guy that draw the picture has ten fingers. And I also have ten fingers. Oh, and you have ten fingers too. And he has two arms, and I have two arms, and he has two eyes, and I have two eyes. In fact, I have all the same body parts that he has, but I don't know why my picture doesn't look like his picture. I can't figure it out. Well, Brian, maybe drawing is his gift, his special talent, and maybe drawing isn't your gift. Uh, you mean everyone has different gifts? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, what if I don't have one? That's okay, Brian. Everybody has been given a special gift by God. Oh, so you guys have gifts. Yes. 
Well, maybe my gift is like y'all's gifts. Can I see what y'all can do? Sure. Christy, how about you go first? That is so humble of you, Amy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Brian, mm -hmm. my special gift is I love baking sweets for my family. Look, I brought some. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to cook. How come? I, uh, I caught our kitchen on fire. Oh, well, you know yeah. what? My special gift is very safe. Okay. I am great at eating lots of chocolate. Yummy. Okay. So here are yours. Okay. Here are mine. And just start eating. Okay. Mmm. So yummy. She'll eat three by the time you eat one. Mm -hmm. Better Where's our... Does this chocolate have chocolate in it? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm allergic to chocolate. What? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Man. Oh. I don't know if I'm ever going to find out what my gift is. Brian, mm. your mouth is ginormous. I know. That is the biggest mouth I have ever seen in my Seriously? life. Seriously. Oh, yeah. I can fit a lot of food in there. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, maybe that's my gift. Do you guys want to see who can eat the most marshmallows? Yes! Okay. I just so happen to have a bowl of marshmallows right here. Wow. Okay, you guys ready? Yes. Okay, right. so you can fit them in. One. Two. I'm too good. I got a lot of two. Uh-huh. I found my gift! Yay! You know what, Brian? This reminds me of our lesson. Each one of us has different gifts that God has given us. Some of us are good at some things, and some of us are really good at other things. And we have these gifts not so we can brag about how great we are, but so that we can use our gifts to serve other people. That's right. And we always need to remember to thank God for the gifts that he's given us and then remember to use them to help serve others and put them first. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to start using my gift. Hey, I see Pastor Matt. I wonder if he needs help from a guy. I can fit a lot of food myself. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. I'm so <laughs> glad he figured out what his gift is. Me too. Kids, what is your gift? What are you really good at? And more importantly, how can you use your gift to serve others? As a family, get together and share what your gifts are. And then come up with ideas of how you can use your gift to serve others by putting them first. And kids, we know one of your gifts is bringing us joy. We miss you so much and we can't wait to see your faces soon. Have a great week. Bye.